0: Of all the plays that I've directed, I don't think there's a play that I've been more honored to direct and a story to tell than Hannah's Suitcase by Emile Scherer based on the book by Karen Levine.
1: That's Alan McGinnis, the Artistic Director of Toronto's Young People's Theatre. McGinnis and the Canadian Theatre Company are bringing Hannah's suitcase to the Seattle Children's Theatre beginning January 21st, the first time the play will be performed in Seattle and the West Coast.
0: This extraordinary true story that links the Holocaust in Europe and specifically Czechoslovakia, modern-day Japan, and it's such a remarkable coincidental, who would think that this could possibly happen kind of story, that it has been astonishing uh, young readers all over the world.
1: Coming up, we'll talk with Seattle Children's Theater Artistic Director Linda Hartzell and Sherry Biller of the Biller Family Foundation about their efforts to bring Hannah's suitcase to Seattle, and we'll get some fascinating insights into the remarkable people behind this true story. Hi, I'm Enrique Cerna in the KCTS 9 Digital Studios, and welcome to Linda Hartzell of the Seattle Children's Theater and to Sherry Biller of the Biller Family Foundation. Well, it's finally about to happen, and a suitcase will be opening January 21st at the Seattle Children's Theater. And Linda, how did the theater become involved in bringing this play here?
0: Well, it's it's a wonderful story, and if you believe in good luck and you believe in fate, then this is an example. Alan McGinnis and I are friends. We often talk about, what are you doing next year? What do you think is a wonderful play? And he was telling me he was going to remount his production of Hana's Suitcase, and it's written by Emil Scher, who has written a play for us. And I was saying, oh, I love this script, I'd like to do it, but I don't know, times have become a little challenging when you want to do something that's not highly, highly commercial, even though important stories like this change many lives. And so I, I said, I'll oh, think about it, think about it. And I get a call from Alan saying, there's this wonderful woman named Sherry Biller who has moved to Seattle and she's friends with Emil Cher. And Emil Scher, the playwright, said you should call her. And maybe you called me or I called you, but oh my (laughs) gosh, we We had lunch, lunch, an incredible lunch. And I loved her from the day I met her. But anyway, the passion and the history that Sherry has with this play is incredible and has gone on much longer than our relationship with the play. So... What's happened, and you know, you should hear from Sherry, is exactly what we always hope at Seattle Children's Theater, that the play is part of a multifaceted experience where it involves the young people and the adults, teachers, and parents to see the show with many different activities. And I am going to let you uh, hear from Sherry. And there are a lot of activities. Uh, We're going to get to all of that. Well, Sherry,
1: let me get to you on this. This has been... A labor of love for you. Yes, it has. has. And an eight-year journey, as I understand
2: it. Almost a 10-year journey. Tell me
1: about how that started almost 10 years ago.
2: My husband and I, Les and I, had seen George Brady and Fumiko speak
1: at an event. And by the way, George, he was the brother of Hannah, who was the main the older brother of him, And she had lost her life in the Holocaust, but he survived. He survived. And Fumiko Ushioka is the Japanese educator who really, who really, she's the one she, behind the story. She's
2: behind the story. She at much personal risk because of the Japanese position in World War II and how they deal with World War II and what they teach in school and what they don't teach in school. She decided that she had a very keen interest in learning much more about it and decided she would venture to Auschwitz to find out exactly what happened during the Holocaust, making this much shorter than the story is. But while she was there, she was befriended by a docent, and she spotted this suitcase, and it was clear that it was a child suitcase, and it said Hanna Breda on it. And she began to talk to this woman about Hannah, and the docent was incredibly kind and lent the suitcase to uh, Fumiko, who took the suitcase back to her students. They lent it to her for a year and proceeded to tell her students what she had learned. And the children, being children and being inquisitive and wanting to know everything, begged her to go back to find out what happened to this child, Hannah. And so she did her next vacation, and she wound up in Prague at the Holocaust Center there. And because the Nazis kept the kind of records that they kept, she was able to find out that Hannah had a brother. And that child survived and was living in Toronto, Canada. And she picked herself up and landed on George's doorstep. And that was the beginning of the story.
1: She's actually an investigative reporter, let's face yeah. it. Because I mean, that's, that's really what a, yeah. what a great investigator does. And then leads to this story. This, as you said, this is a heavy duty story. It is. I mean, it is, it is a story of hope. But it is also a story of death and loss. Mm-hmm. So when you're telling or trying to present that kind of story Mm -hmm. to a young audience, Mm -hmm. how do you make it work?
0: Well, uh, I'm going to give you a couple of quotes that are in the last page or so of the play, because it kind of summons up, I think, the feel of the story. But before I say that, let me just say that the way it's staged, the way it's written, it is so beautiful. It's theatrically interesting. It's compelling. And because they track the story of the students, as well as Hannah's story, I think it keeps you interested and full of hope knowing that these kids, it's current time and they're alive. But right at the end, one of the Japanese children says, do you think George Brady will mind that I'm pretending to be George Brady? As they tell the story, put on the play, and, and they say no, and the child says, but I'm not Jewish, and they say that doesn't matter, and because we're telling Hannah's story, and they said, we will not forget what happened to Hannah. We children can make a difference by building peace in the world so that the Holocaust will never happen again, and I was a history major before I switched to drama. We have to tell these stories, but what's so wonderful about this story is that there is connection, and there ultimately is caring, because of Fumiko wanting to connect with him. And this story is being told over and over and over, and in a way becomes a parable for a discussion about any kind of a situation that's happened in the past or is happening now. It's timely. It's, it is, yeah. is so the timely sto- right the now. The
2: story is re- could be about any child of any family of any background. And the issues that are facing these children, our children in America today as well as children in the world that have to do with tolerance, bias, all of the hatred that's going on and that we see every day when we watch TV, this, this play is a lesson in the spirit of hope and the spirit of understanding and the depth of understanding to appreciate people who might be different. And for us at the Biller Family Foundation, we fund social justice theater. And for us, this is a play that we tried to get done um, many, many years ago because we thought that it was time and that the world needed it. But the reality is it's happening today in Seattle, and our world situation today is so much more difficult than it was nine or 10 years Mm -hmm. ago. And what young people are facing today is absolutely critical. And if we don't talk to them and start a dialogue about acceptance and it's okay to be different, and appreciate your neighbor and understand what civility is. I don't know what the future will be. So yeah. for us as at the foundation, this is
0: critically important.
1: Well, the issues of tolerance, sensitivity, refugees, understanding.
0: And, and when children Safety and joy is taken away from them and their lives. Little by little, it's a well-written play where you see, and it reminds me of how the liberties for these children and their parents and the people are slowly taken away. It's a subtle little thing. Everything we've ever done, we've dealt with many, many serious issues before. I always feel that the difference between adults and children is children are not cynical, and we should not be sending them out of that building feeling really afraid and paralyzed to move forward. And this play does give you a sense of hope, does make you feel resilient. And I think more than anything makes you feel courageous. I need to be courageous right now and I need to help people I know and all of us living here to be more courageous and in touch with what's going on so that we can help to elicit positive changes.
1: I'm talking with Linda Hartzell, artistic director of the Seattle Children's Theater and Sherry Biller of the Less and Sherry Biller Family Foundation about the play Hannah Suitcase. Well, Linda, and Sherry, you can help here too. Give me a synopsis of the play.
0: Well, this, it starts with uh, Fumiko, who's the teacher in Japan and her students and and the discovery of the suitcase and the children wanting to know about the little girl, Hana, and and then you go back in time to Czechoslovakia. And you get to meet Hannah and her brother and her parents. And the story is being told at the same time on the stage, which yes. is a
2: remarkable thing to see. You're having present day and past at mm-hmm. exactly the same moment. So the parallel,
0: the visual parallel, is quite stunning. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You're tra- you are learning as the students learn about Hannah and her brother George. And sadly, in the late 30s into the 40s, what happens to them, what happens to their family. But it ends finally back with the children in Japan and, and what they've learned from this and what they're going to do. Uh, the challenging show to direct, but it is highly theatrical. It's a beautiful, captivating performance. This is not slow, didactic kind of history And it's not theater. a
2: performance. A children's performance. It's it is ageless. A, it is for an adult. I mean, right. children need to attend because it's the messaging to children. But it is definitely a full adult production.
1: I want to pick up on one thing here. You say challenging. What's challenging from a director? Well,
0: when story? you you know, as a director, when you're going, you're tracking two plot lines and you're going back and forth in time. And what's really wonderful is they track both stories simultaneously. So not you're not going Japan lights down lights up Czechoslovakia, how the dialogue and the directing of the actors and showing that the children are so interested in understanding Hannah and George and what they're going through. It's staged beautifully to sort of really have a single focus at times of the two worlds and it's not easy. It's, it's, it's it a could balancing be act then. Tale of two cities. You know, we're in Paris, we're in London, we're in Paris, but it's not. It's really, uh, if you're a theater goer, you will find this uh, sophisticated amazingly theatrical, highly um, uh, uh, engaging piece of theater. It's really beautifully designed. The lights are beautiful. It's it, You know, you are connected to it intellectually, but it really keeps you on the edge. of Your sa- seat is full of tension. You don't know what's going to happen. Like a good book, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? And yet, most importantly, you care about all the characters. You care about them.
1: So. Almost 10 years. So again, why, what was the process then of making this happen over that period of time and what were the obstacles that you ran into?
2: I think um, what was pushing us forward is watching Fumiko stand on the stage and really understanding the courage of what she did and what she, what she took on. I mean, what she did was remarkable and is still doing today is remarkable. The process was we felt at the time uh, we were living in Los Angeles and we felt at the time it was Los Angeles be- being uh, a melting pot as it is, uh, that it was the perfect vehicle to be able to bring there it became a very difficult chore and we weren't able to get it done and it was something that I just was so committed to, to somehow some way I always knew that this was going to happen and I think that certain things are meant to be in life and I think meeting Linda and having this very strange conversation that we were having over lunch which had a lot of laughter and a lot of tears made me realize that this would actually be the perfect place Seattle being even more of a melting pot than Los Angeles was and I didn't know that then but it is this is the perfect city to have these conversations that we want to have hopefully come out of this play and I think that Linda and I had our own personal experience when I brought the suitcase which was sent to me by the Brady family about a few weeks ago I received the suitcase and when it arrived on my door it was really very shocking for all of us, actually, to have it and see it. And it's here in the studio with is, Linda and I right now. Right and here. it's it's staring right at us. And um, <laughs> I think that the reality of what suffering people have gone through, uh, no matter who they are, whether they're any ethnic minority that we talk about, touching some of the items that are in that suitcase that belong to Hana, was a very, very personal and very special
0: moment. I've been, two summers ago, because I knew we were going to, I went to Auschwitz, I went to Birkenau, and you can see where suitcases are displayed. You see people's shoes, all kinds of people, men shaving brushes, because they were everyday average people. You see pictures of Han and George with their pet dog, just like we would take pictures of our family. And this is Their lives, little by little, average, wonderful lives, little by little, were pulled away from them in the most horrific way. And it just, it is life changing. And as you say, you open up that suitcase and you see these little pairs of shoes and you just, you kind of are committed to going in whatever way, through theater or social activism, I'm not going to let this happen to our children.
1: Now, not only is the play coming here, but Fumiko is coming to Seattle. There's going to be a lot of activities here. George Brady is coming to Seattle. Yes, I'm uh, Share. Alan McGinnis is coming. He'll be here as well. So we're going to have a big, big party here in Seattle <laughs> doing this. But let's talk about the fact that you've really made an effort to have community outreach on all of this. Fumiko, while she will be here, will be honored at the University of Washington. That's correct. Tell me about that.
2: Fumiko is being given a service award for her remarkable amount of tenacity, dedication courage in her life because she spends every year going to countries and cities all over the world speaking to community groups and young people about what it means to have understanding of tolerance. And so the University of Washington, being as wonderful as they are, actually stepped up and said, this woman deserves to have some sort of recognition. And so this will be the first time that she actually has been recognized, and so we are just thrilled for her, and it's quite an honor. She's just absolutely shocked that this anybody would even want to do this for her.
1: The Japanese government and all of this—how have they viewed this with what she's done? I think Sherry. Sherry, would I mean, know that.
2: she. Um, I think that the Japanese consul general here in Seattle has been absolutely remarkable, and he has been a partner uh, all the way. I'm not sure that anybody has ever been as wonderful from the Japanese government as the experience that we're having, which is just incredible. And I think that Fumiko is absolutely astonished, as well as George and Lara, that they are embracing this the way they are. But it's truly a partner 100 percent. They couldn't be more wonderful and will be at the honoring and will be part of all of this with her.
1: And George will be here along with his, his George, daughter?
2: Yes, with right. his daughter, Lara Hanna. Yeah. And um, George just had his 88th birthday. And so it's quite remarkable that he's decided to be able to do this. I mean, just to come here and spend a week talking to youth and talking to the young people at the theater and being here to do whatever we ask him to do. So, So,
1: so they'll both be out in the community talking to They'll Show be out kids. in the
2: community, and the community will be in the theater. We have how many nights that people are coming? Three or four? Oh, six. Yeah, six? Six nights. Well, I'll be there. <laughs> you know, actually, I'll
1: be be there uh, handling a, a, a follow-up post-play conversation along with them. So that'll be interesting to see, particularly with the young people, about how they feel about all of this as well. The Seattle Public Library has also been a part of this Yes, as well. Chance
0: Hunt. Right. And the head librarian have agreed to make this one of the books that the children are reading this year, and there'll be extended discussions about the book. And then the many, many of those kids are going to come and see the play as well.
1: Delta um, Airlines is uh...
2: Delta Airlines has been just phenomenal. They have not only brought everybody here; they have published an article in their magazine for this month talking about the story, as well as talking about it being at Seattle Children's Theater. We are just hoping that parents who are listening to this podcast are realizing that, you know, this is a way to open a conversation with their children. Children are seeing very difficult things on TV every night on the news. They're hearing adults say things that maybe we wish they wouldn't be hearing. And here is Hannah's suitcase and a story of what these children had to deal with and how they turned it into a hopeful situation. And our hope is with these children, it's our future. And so hopefully we can get as many parents into the theater with their young so, so children.
1: You're, you're not- just want young people there you want the parents to come along oh so. absolutely
0: i mean our work is ageless and it's for it's family work it's for the family and for the people that are raising children the people that are educating children it's everybody to have a discussion one night is going to be teen tick so teenagers are going to be there certainly the play it's not a play for those of you who are listening for the five year olds. I would say this is a wonderful experience for your upper elementary child, like fifth, sixth grade and up. So, and you know, we always have post play discussions, but thanks to you, there's going to be an extended discussion on the Thursday night before it opens. I just want to say that we've also been partnering with the Holocaust Center for Humanity and Densho, and then, of course, KCTS, who are really helping us in a lot of ways to bring people to talk about the issues and see the show
1: and gather and talk. What do you want people to walk away with this, particularly in these times? Of course, we're entering into an election year where all of this (laughs) uh, uh, different language is going on and and debate going on and all of these types of things. Uh, We have things going on in the world today that have a lot of people fearful and scared and maybe raising uh, just concerns about other people. So what do you want people
2: to take away from I think for the Biller Family Foundation, we understand that a, a wonderful tool to start a conversation is through theater, which is why we support theater the way we do. And children hear and learn from what they see and what they hear. and so. To be able to sit with your adult child, to be able to sit with your younger child, and watch something together, and then have the conversation, and continue the conversation with friends, that would be what our goal would be, to be able to continue this very important dialogue with everything that's going on in the world today, with our family, friends, and our neighbors.
0: And Dale, to expand on what Sherry said a minute ago, in this world, we need to be civil to one another. And in a civil society, you do not label, you do not condemn, you do not hate, you accept and you communicate and you respect. And this play, for me, explores and signifies that's what you need to do because the outcome is so horrific, you can't even begin to consider it. And you know what, children will do that until we teach them to hate, but otherwise they are loving and and giving and at this, you will be touched, and I know I'm gonna, there are going to be tears, but at the end, <laughs> I, I am, will be filled with joy and, as I said, energy to be courageous and go, come on, everybody, come on. This is the way. These children, Fumiko, George, Sherry, our wonderful staffs, have helped us to know how we need to be, and I'm I'm going to be a leader, not a follower.
1: Well, you know, we have the opportunity not only to do this podcast to get this information out, but I have the good fortune that I'll have an opportunity to talk to Fumiko a little bit later when she is here and uh, we'll find out more about her story. The story is very remarkable in what she's done and being able to make the connection with Hannah's brother Mm -hmm. and keep that going and, and to have this You know, wonderful Canadian young theater company that is uh, doing this great work and and a great presentation. They're the
0: largest professional theater for young audiences in Canada. Really? I didn't know that.
1: Hannah's Suitcase opens at the Seattle Children's Theatre on Thursday, January 21st, and it runs through February 7th. And my thanks to Linda Hartzell and to Sherry Biller for joining me here at the KCTS 9 Digital Studios. Appreciate it very much. Look forward to seeing the play and I hope that uh, it has a real impact on the young people and others as well. And we'll talk more next time. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you.